ask that you all pray with us. Amen. Concerning the roof situation and talked about going to mediation uh, to Boston. But, you know, uh, I believe in the power of prayer. Amen. And uh, you all definitely uh, must have been praying. Amen. Because we received a phone call uh, this week. Uh, and they want to have a video conference to uh, negotiate. Amen. And hopefully not have to go uh, to mediation. But they want to talk about it. Um, what they can put on so, the table. Um, so, hey, so y'all keep praying. Uh, video conference is scheduled tomorrow at 3 p.m. And so we'll be down in our attorney's office uh, downtown Fort Worth. And so we're asking that you would pray. Amen. Uh, the remainder of the day and on tomorrow. Amen. Amen. We're still praying that this thing works in but well that was good news to know after we asked to pray. Then we get a phone call saying, hey, let's talk. Amen. Amen. They got deep pockets, but we know deep pockets. Amen. Somebody. Amen. How good. How God is. Amen. Psalm 20, 27. Amen. If you would, I know it's very, you can probably quote. Verses 1 and 2 uh, in your sleep. So let's run down to verse 13. I had failed. Yes, I had believed to see the lie. It could be a relationship or lack of a relationship, thinking that by now you would be with somebody what you're not. It could be a job issue or lack of a job. It could be an illness or maybe even life itself. But the feeling of just throwing in the towel seems like it's the best thing to do. At least at the moment when problems began to multiply and pressure begins to squeeze you from every side when you feel like Richard Dimplefield, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And things keep pushing you closer and closer to the edge. And then you sometimes feel like you just want to throw up both hands and begin to holler. So this is where we find David. David is not a rookie to the game. He is not some amateur Lakia. This is the sweet singer of Israel. This is David, God's chosen. This is David who has been told that he's going to be the next king. This is David, David who God has used in tremendous ways to defeat lions and, and bears and giants. This is David. He is not a novice. He is not an amateur. He is not a rookie, but David is the person who is a man after God's own heart. Yet sometimes even the strongest Christians feel like giving up. I'm talking about not, not, not before you came to the Lord, but after you came to him. After
after you started serving in ministry, after you became a deacon, after you became a preacher, after you became a pastor, after you had been walking with the Lord for years and you seen him like David do great and marvelous things, but yet something takes place in your life that seemingly has never taken place before and it causes you like David to almost give up. So when you look at this text, when you look at this text, first of all, let me suggest you have to admit the possibility I almost fainted. That's what David does. When you look at the first few verses of Psalm 27, verses 1 through 6, David opens, he is on a high. He's on a high, verses one through six. He's on a high, he's having a high point in his life. He has confidence in verses one through six, but around verse seven, the mood changes. David is now seemingly goes from a high point to a low point. David has confidence in verses one through six. He boldly claims the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers come to against me, they're going to stumble and fall. He says, look, he has confidence. He said, though an army comes up against me. I am not going to trip. I am still confident. And he says, one thing have I desired and that is to seek the Lord and to be in his house. But then when it gets to verse 7, the mood changes and now David goes from a high point to a low point and that's just the way life can be. You can start out in the morning on a high note but before sunsets you can be on a low note. You can start in the morning with confidence. God is my provider. I know he's Jehovah Jireh because you have a job to go to but when you get to work and they say they need your keys and for you to clear out your desk because you no longer will be employed in this place. You can go from a high point to a low point and that's what happens to David. You remember David had often had high moments and low moments in his life. Psalm 23, he had confidence verses 1 through 6 because he was at a high moment. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the steel waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys and shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with all my cup running over, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Can you hear the confidence in his voice? David is in a high moment. And then in Psalm 34, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, 
magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Can't you hear the confidence in his voice? He is on the mountain. He is having a high moment, but David had his low moments. Psalm 13, 1 through 4, David says, how long? How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I relocate you here. David is now in a low moment, Psalm 22, 1 and 2. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my ruin? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am silent. David says, this is the reality of my humanity that I almost fainted. And in life, because life has a way of throwing us a hardball without issuing a glove. Life has a way of hitting us. Life has a way of things coming our way that will shake us to the very core of our being. And David says, I almost gave up. I almost buckled. I almost collapsed. David said he was at a breaking point in his life. We don't know the occasion and what he writes this psalm, but what we can uh, gather from this psalm is that David was going through a time of great difficulty because in verses 2 and 3, he's being pursued by enemies. Verse number 4, he's been cut off from the house of God. Verse number 9, he feels forgotten by the Almighty. Verse number 10, he's been forsaken by family. And then in verse number 12, he has become the subject of slander. David has a whole lot going on, but can I suggest David is not the only one that has a whole lot going on? Tell your neighbor, I've got a lot going on. David had a lot going on, and he admitted to me. He said, I almost fainted. He's not the only one. I told you, after being saved, after being in the church, listen, I'll tell you my story. I've been in church since I was five years old. I've been in church. I was in the choir. I got baptized. They put me in the choir. I became an usher. I taught Sunday school. I was a deacon. I was a preacher. I'm still a preacher. I'm now a pastor. But at times, I've almost fainted because of things that have taken place in life. And I'm not the only one because sometimes tragedy, trauma that comes your way can cause you to have teary days and teary nights and you feel like throwing in the towel. It can be sickness, it can be death of a close family member or a close friend. It can be vicious attacks by folk you've encouraged, folk you've helped, and folk who abandoned you, who said they would always be there for you. Listen, all it takes, let Rambo, all it takes is one phone call to take you from here to there. All it takes is one letter in the mail. All it takes is one meeting, one doctor's visit to take you from your high place to your low place. And if the truth be told, everybody 
in here has been through enough stuff in your life yes. that you almost gave up. That's what I love about the Bible. The Bible is so, so real, so real. Paul even says, for when we would come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Without there was fightings and within there were fears. Paul says, listen, we had opposition on the outside, but then we had this unrest on the inside. And we even experienced some fear. And sometimes in life, when problems multiply and the pressure begins to squeeze in on you, if we would be honest, sometimes we feel like David and we say, my God, my God, where are you? I'm crying in the nighttime, but you seem to be silent. God, I've been calling on you. God, you know what I'm going through. And I'm wondering, God, why does it seem like you've forsaken me? So when you feel that way, you feel like David. I had fainted. But notice what David says. He said, I had fainted. I had not believed. I had fainted. I would have almost collapsed. I would have almost went under had I not believed. David says, you got to admit that you almost fainted. But then you got to acknowledge the power of your faith. Because his troubles were so, so massive and challenging. Dr. Thomas, that he says his only help and encouragement was his faith in God. His belief that he would still be permitted to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I, I, I know things are going to get better in the by and by, and we'll understand it by and by, and, and when I'm with the Lord, I know I'll be in a better place. But, but David says, on this side, I, I will believe that I'll see the goodness of the Lord. In, in, in this time of my, my, my ordeal, and he, he still had confidence in God and believed that he would sustain him and that God would permit him to see the goodness and the mercy while he was still living on this earth. He, he had some assurance, would he? He had this deep internal conviction that seemed to calm him when he's on this emotional roller coaster from going high to low. There's a similar feeling when you look at Job chapter 19 verses 25 through 27. Job says, for I know that my redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth and, and though after my skin worms destroy this body yet in my flesh shall I see God whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold him and yet another though my reins be consumed within me he had confidence to express the fact that you know what I know that my redeemer liveth I, I know he's still alive and because he's still alive that gives me hope and what I'm going through. And, and it's all about their hearts, what you know when you are going, going through. He, he was confident that he would one day see the goodness of the Lord, David says, in the land of the living, that he would outlive his troubles, that he, that he would see and enjoy the deliverance from God 
in this life and be delivered from his enemies. He, in other words, he said, I got to hang in there and what we need is some stick to itness, and we got to hang in there and keep on believing. Because see, we shout about it, Regina, and we 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 have confidence when everything is is, is going well, and, and we have confidence when the bills are paid. We have confidence when the marriage is is rock steady. We we have confidence when the children are obedient and doing well in school. We have confidence when we got a roof over our head. There's no pressure that you're about to be foreclosed on, or your car about to be picked up by the tow truck. Listen, we have confidence. When your health and everything is going well, but when life is difficult, and we, we're quick to say that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, we're quick to say that when everything is going well. And can I tell you this? That He is able. The question is, do you believe it? And when do you believe He's able? Do you only believe he's able when you're on the mountain? Or do you still believe it when you're in the valley? I got news for you today. He is God of the mountain. And he's God of the valley. He can handle whatever you're dealing with on the mountain. And he can handle with whatever you're dealing with in the valley. Listen, listen, listen. I haven't lost it all. Because David says, I, I believe. I believe, I believe the best thing to do when you feel like giving up is turn to the Bible. Is to pick it up, open it up, and start reading. It's to go to the Bible. Because the Bible is filled with encouragement for every and any situation you can possibly face. There's nothing new under the sun. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, you can find the help, encouragement, and comfort you need in the Word of God. I wish I had somebody here. You, you don't have to run out and buy a whole bunch of self-help books. It's right here in the Word of God. I wish I had a few witnesses here. It's filled with encouragement. It's filled with words of comfort and correction. The only reason I haven't lost it because I believe that that's what has kept me over some 56 years. After all the stuff I've had to deal with in my life and all you've had to deal with in your life, tell your neighbor, it's not that I'm so good, so great, or I do everything so perfect across every T or dot every I. The thing of the matter, I'm only still here and haven't lost it or sitting somewhere in a padded room in a rocking chair or somewhere laid up on the corner with a needle in my arm and some white powder around my nose sipping on Thunderbird and Mad Dog and Night Train, it's because I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. I, I believe if I would not have believed, I would have been doomed. I gotta believe. I got to get in the book. Got to read it. But bluntly, I got to believe it. I got to believe some things like Deuteronomy 31 and 6, be strong, 
and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is that goes with thee, and he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I gotta believe Exodus 14 and 14. The Lord shall fight for you, and he shall hold, and you shall hold your peace. I gotta believe Romans 8 and 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I, I gotta believe Romans 8 and 30. Uh, if God be for you, who shall be against you? Listen, if that's too much for you to remember, listen, I'm going to give you something. You, you might want to write this down. You might want to write this down because this right here is going to help you whenever you get to the place where you feel like giving up, throwing in the towel, and just walking off of the stage of life and say, I can't take anymore. This is what's going to help you. Two verses. Two verses. Are you ready for them? Two verses. Here's the first one. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. If you get that in your heart, in your spirit, then Colossians 1 and 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things not some, all things were created by him and for him. All things were created by him and for him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He who created it is in control of it. He who created it can handle it. He who created it is in control of it. He who created it can handle it. He who created it sustains it. He created you, he is sustaining you. The only reason you're still able to stand is because he who created you is sustaining you. And the only reason you can still push through every storm is because he who created everything is in control of everything. And he's causing some things not to come near you. That's why we can sing the song, Danger Seen and Unseen, because there are some things he ain't gonna let come near you. And then the stuff that does come near you, he's already looked at it and checked it out and inspected it. Oh, he is the founder, the founder. 
Kepler. He founded it. Oh, he is the CEO. Nothing happens without his approval. He's not only the CEO, but he's the CFO. He handles all of the resources. I wish I had somebody here. Tell your neighbor, baby, whatever it is, God's got you. I almost gave up, but I believe that God was still in control. I almost gave up, but I believe if I wait on the Lord, I'm going to renew my strength. If I wait on the Lord, I'm going to mount up with wings like eagles. If I wait on the Lord, and be of good cheer. Tell your neighbor, wait on the Lord. Just wait, just wait, just hold on. Just hang in there. Keep on, keep on, keep on. Hang in. Listen, you got to, you got to activate your faith. You got to believe. David says, you got to advise yourself to stand firm. The Hebrew verbs of verse 14, Jamel, are singular. As if David is talking to himself. He's not talking to a crowd. He's not in a room with a lot of people. But at a time when God seems silent and the crisis is severe, you got to talk to yourself and reaffirm the goodness of God. Because during those times, Faison, you are tempted to doubt the goodness of the Lord. So he says, you've got to reaffirm the goodness. It's that mental attitude that says, I believe that God is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And, and as often as you, trouble has a way of wanting us to veer off course. Because all kind of stuff starts going through through your head. You got, you got to bring yourself back on course. Just like a ship when it's in a storm, you got to bring it back to that compass where it stays on course. He was talking to himself. He's encouraging himself because sometimes, Daniel, you've got to talk to your to yourself. Notice, notice what he's what he's saying to himself. He's saying to himself, self, be constant. Be courageous. Be, be, be mighty. Be, be strengthened. Behave valiantly. He said to self, self, don't, don't wimp out. Don't, don't, don't be so quick to give in. You've you got to be like that farmer when you're waiting on the Lord. Because see, farmers, farmers, Taylor, have, have to patiently wait for their crops because they can't control what goes on underground. So, so they have to trust the process even though they can't see what's happening underground. And, and when it comes to waiting on the Lord, you, you can't see what he's doing. You can't see how he's working behind the scene. So you just got to learn to trust the process and wait on the Lord. Because is there anybody here to testify that, that you've learned how to wait? You've learned how to wait. You, you couldn't see what he was doing, but all you do, all, all you knew is that one day it all worked out. And, and it didn't just happen, boom, like that. But the Lord had 
been working behind the scenes, even though you couldn't see what he was doing, uh, you learned how to trust the process. And, and, and sometimes some of us get discouraged uh, because it seems like God, 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 I've been in this thing too long uh, and, and, and God, you're, you're showing up, it's a little too late, God. But listen, you got to understand, and uh, Dr. H.B. Charles really helps us with this because H.B. points out the fact that God is the first and the last. He's from everlasting to everlasting. And so therefore he's not bound by clocks, calendars, deadlines, and schedules. And God's timing is, is always perfect. Take it if it's always perfect. The, the, the phrase too early and too late does not exist in God's vocabulary. Because his timing is always perfect. He showed up for the Hebrew boy Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace. He showed up for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus four days after Lazarus was dead. But when he showed up, his timing was always perfect. And yet, you can't hurry God. You can't rush him. God does not have any emergencies. God, whenever he shows up, whenever he moves, his timing is always perfect. Always perfect. You've got to reaffirm yourself and remind yourself of what you already know. Tell your neighbor, you got to preach to yourself. Come here, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah helps me with this. Jeremiah in Lamentations 3, and I'm done. Jeremiah helps me with this. Jeremiah says, you got to remind yourself how great your God is. In chapter 3, verses 18 through 25, Jeremiah says, And I said, My strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering my affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul have them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. But then he says, This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faith. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh them. Jeremiah, he stopped Dr. Allen talking and thinking about what and who was against him. And he started talking about and thinking about who was for him. And whenever life gets difficult for you and you feel like giving up, notice what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah says, and my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord when I start remembering and rehearsing my affliction and my misery. He says, but when I recall to my mind who God was and how merciful he is and how compassionate he is and what he gives me every morning and how faithful he is, and that he's my portion and my strength. Jeremiah said, then I had hope. So when I start thinking about how good he is, how good he's been, how great he is, how big he is, how amazing he is, how marvelous he is, how magnificent he is, when I start thinking about all that God has done, and all that God can do. Stop 
do anything but fail. I've got to believe in her when the pressure is on in my life. That's why David opened up with confidence. And I believe Joe David had to remind himself of what he had already said in verses number one, two, three, and four. That the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies, when my foes came to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp round about me in this one thing, I'll be confident. What are you confident in, David? The Lord is my light and my salvation. He's my stronghold. He's my present help in the time of trouble. He's my fortress. He will strengthen me. He will empower me. He will help me. He will hope me. He will hold me. He will give me what I need when I learn to lean on him. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, because God will take care of you beneath his wings of love abides. God will take care of you no matter what may be the test. God will take care of you. Lean weary one upon his breast. God will take care of you. Hold on a little while longer. Hold on because I got a feeling if you hold on, everything will be all right. Wait on me. 
through your name. Be still. See the salvation of the Lord. If you believe he's able, when the good times, all right. you got to believe it. When life gets difficult. That man who brings his son to Jesus, disciples, and he couldn't heal him. Jesus asked a question. Man said to Jesus, if you can do anything. But he's really asking Jesus, are you able? Jesus lets him know, that's not the problem. I am able. The question is, do you believe? That's the question. I'm able to do anything. He wants to know today, do you believe? I'm able to open that door, but do you believe? I'm able to move that mountain, but do you believe? I'm able to turn your child around, do you believe? I'm able to keep you you're going through this period of suffering and sorrow. The question is, do you believe? Do you believe that he's still a good God? Do you believe that he's still able? Do you believe that he still can do anything The word says he's God and he changes not. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and evermore. God doesn't change. What he did then, he can do now. And then if the truth be told, this is not the first time your heart has been broken. You made it through. It's not the first time you lost a job and the Lord showed you he's a provider. It's not the first time you've had sickness in your body or your family and the Lord showed you how he could sustain you. It's not the first time you've been lied on, talked about, mistreated, but the Lord showed you what he could do. Tell your neighbor whatever it is. He's going to break you through it. Don't give up. Don't throw in the time. Just wait on the Lord. I'm going to extend this invitation to somebody here today in this room or maybe somebody